0: it's lunchtime in central texas
1: what are we having
2: Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch milk pb and j with the crusts cut off well brian this is a very nutritious lunch all the food groups are represented did your mom marry mr rogers Uh, no mr johnson
0: huh time for the press box
3: Here's your host, Ward Whites and it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Here we are, in the press box. Uh-huh. All of us. All of us. Ain't All the view nice? Of mm-hmm. <laughs> From the press box. <laughs> Ain't
4: the view nice? Look at our window.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did. It's
4: not bad. I mean, what it's a not like we're a golf course. Yeah,
1: this time of year, the foliage kicking in a week before Christmas. God bless Texas,
3: man. Can you believe we're at a week before Christmas?
1: Nope, because I haven't done anything.
3: Have you not done any shopping yet? Uh, Here and there. A little bit? I say nothing, not enough. Cameron Stewart along with us, Aaron Sexton, and of course, Princess.
4: (laughs) Her. Her. Thanks, I have a name. Her. Capital H, Her. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. It's Stephanie, y'all. Oh, that's Stephanie. Oh, is that your name? what I told
1: you, if we just waited long enough, she would say it. We would know now. Nah, I know. All know two what to f-
4: f- Hey, I've got two fans listening, so just watch two? it. Well, maybe four. Whoa.
3: whoa. Wow, you're getting
4: that's, up there. I am. <laughs> I got my own fan club.
2: Scott, your parents, and who's the fourth? <laughs>
4: My neighbors. Hello.
2: My neighbors. You might be getting too
1: big for the show soon, Stephanie. I don't know. I don't yeah. What are we gonna y'all do with all just popped
4: out. You know what today is?
3: Today is Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday,
4: Tuesday is true, but it is Somebody national. Somebody bring us some tacos, Listen. please. No, oh, I'm hungry.
3: Yeah. I can't eat.
4: That. I'm not eating, and I'm I'm supporting Scott because he can't eat today, so I'm
5: fasting.
1: But oh, I did well,
4: cheat, Scott. Sorry, I had a cracker, but that's all I've had. <laughs> you literally would have I never had.
1: found out.
4: Well, I'm never honest. I out. have integrity. I have integrity.
3: Santa's going to be good to you this year,
4: Stephanie. <laughs> I'm not on the naughty list. <laughs> he, he's
3: watching. <laughs> It, as much as I like Scott, I'm not supporting him like that. I'm eating a day. <laughs> no. No,
5: this
3: no? is like, you remember the Ryan brothers did this? I mean, in
1: front of Rex Ryan
5: and Rob <laughs> so, Ryan. Yeah.
1: And one of them got lap band surgery. It didn't, though they both got lap band surgery, and but it one of them work. It didn't work. Oh my. And I think it was Rob who didn't work. And Rex was like, well, I can't just sit around and <laughs> lose weight and have a healthy lifestyle while my brother suffers. I'm taking mine out. That's now true. that is solidarity. That is funny. Solidarity. And if they make it to 65 or 70, that's some real solidarity there. Oh, wow.
4: Oh, gosh.
3: Anyway, (laughs) what day is it? You you were going to say what day? Today is
4: National Oatmeal Muffin Day.
3: No. I'm not doing that.
4: Ooh, and it's National Hard Candy Day.
3: I like. This is hard uh, candy. You like hard candy.
4: If you ever go into a ward's office, he always has a bag of candy. What (laughs) is happening? (laughs) What is happening over there, Aaron? You
3: know, the best candy (laughs) in the world. For me, and I like all hard candy.
4: Probably that grandma crap that that's the, all the stuck old, together. The old Christmas so
3: with the field.
2: I used to eat so much of it because it was the only candy. that, that you, I don't even, even know what Your Ward's trying girl. to say yeah. had, What is, is the oh, candy? even I don't goodness. know what, what you're, what you're talking about. about. It,
1: it, it, <laughs> I'm waiting for Werther's Originals. It,
3: it's like the raspberry filled, the candy that you get. In the candy dish that you went to your grandma's house, and it was always in the dish. My grandma must be too young.
4: No, like your dad
5: 90. would eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I did reveal my dad's age. He might. He
1: might. He might. He still came- got some tabs stored somewhere.
5: Oh, my tab. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was the worst drink. They
1: finally put created. that
3: out of That was a
4: good drink.
3: Well. Michael J. Fox.
4: <laughs> that <laughs> candy
3: that seriously so I seriously Oh, I was the
1: only kid at 10 years old in 2007 who knew what a tab was. <laughs> <laughs> do like, they even make boxes and Boxes of it in my basement.
2: Do. It doesn't, I don't think it sells a lot, but you can still get it. Can you Port, really? Really? I thought they finally Port stopped well,
4: Poor Cam was going on field trips. All the kids were like, Tab. What is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, ah. if I was if I was lucky enough, I'd ha- there'd be a fresca around and that would an cool. people that oh they'd be like, oh, I've seen that in a store at least.
2: Discontinued yeah. in 2020. Aww. Tab was
1: yes. well, of all hey. the things we lost in 2020, man. Tab you right wore, at the top.
2: As bad as Diet Coke is, Tab was ten times worse. I, uh, I liked it.
1: Did you really? I liked that mm.
4: and fresca.
1: Now, did Tab come out first? Was that the yeah. first? Okay. I think that, it was, was the exactly.
4: first diet oak.
2: drink. Yeah. I think it was. Exactly. It started, it the, first it was, diet soda.
4: It started the trend
5: mm-hmm. of all trends.
2: My grandmother used to drink it. She was diabetic, which is why I tried it, and I just couldn't.
1: See, I get interested by this. Was that like a Pepsi? Was that a Pepsi product then?
2: It's a Coke product. It's okay. Okay, Coke, okay. Coke. So
1: came up with Tab. Okay, so then Coke perfected a diet soda, and they're like, "We're going to put our name on this." one. There you go, mm. diet. Yeah, Coke. That was Coke Zero. Okay. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why they wasted
4: so know, much time, time with that Coke? Was this a big has new nothing Coke to fan. do with sports. Absolutely. Absolutely. At so least <laughs> like Pepsi, I hey, liked it. It's Christmas it's, week. I know. Happy holidays, all.
5: Yeah. I am Christmas waiting sleep. for
1: Stephanie's breakdown in the one o'clock hour of the uh, toaster bowl. <laughs> Mental breakdown whatever or whatever
4: that was. What am I breaking down about?
1: What was it? The toast bowl that we had on in here, Old Dominion did, in Western Kentucky. You, they, you mean to tell I, me you didn't, didn't give be in the breakdown, Stephanie? It ended, it ended up being a <laughs> great game. <laughs> it did. Oh, it absolutely hey. did. Yeah, it did get wild. Oh,
4: <laughs> listen. He listened to the show. Yeah. Well, you know, I can only get a few bowls out. You know, Mr. Mosley. <laughs> yeah. God love his soul. <laughs> God love him. But he can I talk will, over too, you if did. you do know, yeah, I've never
2: known him to do that. You
3: no, know, the, the the Toaster Bowl yesterday, 38-35 to 35 in oh. overtime, oh. with Western Kentucky getting Real the win end, over Old Dominion. Uh, oh. Today, we have UTSA and Marshall tonight at 8 p.m. Look, I'm interested in that. I want to see how UTSA does. I want to really see how true.
5: Marshall does.
2: They are still looking for their first bowl win. They Jeff are.
3: Trailer, man, he ran East Texas. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay? So
1: he's got no problems with Marshall. Well, that's, I was waiting that's, for the symbol there, Aaron. That's, that's, that's not <laughs> the right Marshall. <laughs> Remember is. the movie We that, Are Marshall? Yes. That's there about I, all I know. How do you feel about that movie, by the way?
4: I like the movie We Are
1: Marshall. On Which one? We
4: Are Marshall.
1: We Are Marshall with Matthew I McConaughey. I love that movie
4: because it's a true story, and it's a sad it but story. true story. So I know I should probably be going for UTSA, but... I like the movie, so I'm the going movie for Marshall. Just like
3: really, sad. you're you're fine. Like really sad
4: in that movie. It was. But I'm, it was good. I'm going I UTSA. It well. UTSA. I, I,
3: I get it. There's a lot of people out there that relate to Marshall because of that movie, and I thought Matthew McConaughey did a great job in that movie. I really did. I I can't
1: imagine that the coach was that eccentric in real life, but that's just the cynic in me.
3: Well, and I but I agree with you 100. percent Did you
1: know him? The job is great job was an unbelievable job that he did.
3: He did an outstanding job. Getting that program back. Revolutionizing
1: absolute, college football, freshman playing.
3: And, and changing changing the game that we know it as it is today. There's no doubt. Yep. And, you know, Bobby Bowden was able to help him because he was at West Virginia at the time and absolutely opened his doors and said, let me help you. And that was that was amazing. And to have freshmen be able to play, because that was not an option back in the day when that happened.
4: Yeah, freshmen sat out back then.
3: No, you couldn't play as a freshman. You could not. Absolutely oh could no, not. Oh, no, a
4: fine movie. Would I put it as one of the greats?
3: No. But good. It. But good. The movie? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's not one of the great movies, but, but it's, it's a, a good, good movie. But it's a
4: good-feel story. Good movie. Like it's Remember good movie. the Titans, same thing. Good football, oh. feel, good story. Remember
3: the Titans. I
1: have a beef with that movie. Oh, gosh. do you really? I What's do. Wrong? Why? I like it, but it's I'm I'm a nerd, Stephanie. Okay, I'm all in <laughs> on historical accuracy, and half of the movie's like made up. And I don't well, love that. We are Marshall is true, like that. They sticks true to the script there.
3: They they did, yeah. I remember
1: agree. the Titans was just like
4: some
3: of
1: it was, but some of it left out a lot. Left out a lot.
2: Some of it not very.
5: And like put little on film. things,
1: too, like, you know, they that's win true. this dramatic state championship. Of course, you got to do that in the movie. When in real life, they won like 31 to nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, just little things like that. That And composite uh, I characters. You. I hate composite characters. But you. that's a... a
2: Who was the composite character?
5: Uh,
1: the, uh, the offensive lineman there, Ray, that gets kicked off the team. Racist oh, okay. offensive lineman. I mean, of course, there were players that would have been opposed to that. 1971, of course, but... They just, like, put it all in this one fake character. I just don't like when movies do that. No,
3: I, I it agree. Happens. But they have to do that for uh-huh. the for the
5: ratings. Oh no.
4: To make the money.
3: Well, to, to, to make it cinematically appeasing true. to a wider audience, true. I guess. It, but I, I agree with you. I, look, I, I want to see the real true story. And if you read the book, it's mm-hmm. it's dead on.
1: Yes, the Much like is, Friday Night Lights, yes, the book Make is think. dead
3: on, and Friday Night Lights is the same way. Friday Night Lights was a good movie. Yeah, I,
1: I do book, sound like a hypocrite. Is my favorite football movie.
3: The the book was better because oh, yeah. it was dead on to what happened at that time, and I remember that run from Odessa Permian. And sure,
1: just one of the many. Yes, it, it was. It
3: was special. Yeah. It was absolutely special. But the movie kind of. I mean, they changed it a little bit. Not, do they
4: sugarcoat it, kind of?
3: They they did, and yeah. They yeah opened, well, they take a they big
1: part of the book. Like the racial aspect of the book is just not in the movie, really, at all. At which all. you know, is what it is. But like, that's a big part of it that's out, or just like the. I I actually don't think as much as Boobie Miles is like the star of the movie. Still, mm-hmm. he's more a star in the book. Like you get more, no, of, his you get more of his background, more of it. Background, you don't get any of his background. No, incredible background in, in the in the movie.
4: I'm gonna have to read the book.
3: It's, it's 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 an outstanding book. It's you a need great to go book. get it. You need to go get it. It's outstanding. i
4: have to.
3: Seahawks beat the Ooh. Eagles last night. How about that? That was a movie right the there. The Eagles now <laughs> on right? a three-game losing streak. The Dallas Cowboys are in first place in the NFC East. And Cam, what's happened to the <laughs> Eagles?
1: <laughs> great question.
3: I
4: think they're falling apart.
3: This would have been an unbelievable show
1: if the Cowboys won on Sunday and then we got this. Oh, yeah. They just, as much as we talked them up yesterday on these airwaves, I thought they were going to be more solid than they were last week against the Cowboys. They just weren't. They just didn't look like the same football team that they were a month ago. Yeah, but
4: look at Jalen Hurst. He went out there sick, and he played. He played. I mean, you know know how you feel when you've got the flu or a cold, and if you've ever had COVID, you know what it feels like. And, you know, he took a separate plane to get there, away from the team. But he showed up and he played. So, I'm going to give him a clap on that. Thank However, you. However, the Eagles, I don't even recognize that team from how they were last year mm-hmm. and the beginning of the season. it I don't get it.
3: Well, it, in, get in the it. last three weeks, they have not played to expectations no. at all. and Not even
1: to their identity, really.
3: It, and that's exactly, exactly. right that, that's the next exactly. step I was going to take it's not even they don't even look like the same team do they
1: and, and I saw that
3: at the, the end of the game the fourth quarter mm-hmm. I mean the Eagles
1: kind of what we talked about yesterday with the Cowboys that they're not going to be able to do and how you win in the playoffs the Eagles are great at running the clock down against you mm-hmm. getting good runs on first down finishing yardage, the game. finishing games they have been excellent at that the last two years they didn't finish last night I mean the the pick aside, I mean, they're down at that point, but they had control of the game in the second half, and whether they needed to kill clock or score or both, they couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And, okay, and not that this offense has ever been humongous, like they've never been the Chiefs of a couple years ago offensively, but they were always efficient. Mm-hmm. They could wear you down.
4: Didn't do it. And the Seahawks quarterback, what's his name? Uh, Lock. Yes. He did pretty good, and when he— uh, like the past, what was it, the past two years, he didn't really play much, and no. now he's just like, Well, on he's a been role.
3: thrown in. He's been, he's the backup quarterback, been yeah. thrown into a role, and he's been able to not, I hate to use this term again because I use it a lot, but not run it up on the curb. I mean, yeah. he's just keep kind of kept it in the middle he's of the street. He's kept it going.
4: He's kept and the team going.
3: Sometimes that's what you need, isn't it? Yeah, and, well, they
1: really needed that win last night. They did. Or they were going to be in some tr- some real trouble for the talent that they had. And to to just miss the playoffs is the worst position to be in in the NFL. And they were in real danger of doing that. Uh, but luck, give him some credit, man. He stepped up. He that did. throw to DK Metcalf on the game-winning drive was ridiculous on the sideline. Like, the kid, he's... Got some arm talent. That's why we saw him as a high pick. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, that's six or seven years ago now, but there's,
3: there's some talent there. But and he's been able to hang around. Yes. And sometimes, sometimes, when you got a guy that's been able to hang around and be a backup and understand his role, and then he gets thrown into it, sometimes those are the best guys. Chase Daniels comes to mind.
5: Yeah. Chase yeah.
3: Daniels made a great Colt career. McCoy. Colt McCoy's made a great career as a backup guy that understands his role and been able to just hang around. I'm just going to hang around here and do what's asked of me, and if I get thrown into the fire, I can handle it. You and sometimes f- those are the best guys
4: to have. You know who else did that? This was going years back, but Patrick Ramsey, remember? Mm-hmm. He was okay. back up for, which was the Redskins, Reason why I know this because he's friends with my brother. Leap that, but I drop do remember, that, Aaron. Drop that. Yeah, drop, drop, name drop. Uh, mostly but, name drop. Yeah. No, but he did. I mean, he was backup, then remember he took him almost to the playoffs, I mm-hmm. think, back whatever year that was. But yeah, he he's another example of gets thrown in as a backup and did great. It's did one great. of the most
1: ver- it's one of the very most valuable things you can have as an NFL team. I think so. A veteran so too. backup can't step I really in, do. in a game like that. I really do. And not put it up on the curb.
3: Well, I I, that's, I agree, that's not an easy 100%. thing to have. No, and it's not. It's not because there's some guys that you throw in there. that go, "Uh oh, what am I yeah. doing?" Yeah, and they panic, and they're not able to. They try to press too much, and they try to do too much. But when you got guys that have just been in the system and understand the system and understand that offense and can take it and run with it, I think that's the most to me. That's the most valuable position you can have in the NFL right now. Yeah. And for the Cowboys, look at number ten. You you got a Cooper Rush. He's done it before. He's done it before, and he's been able to just take it and run with it. And not everybody can do that. It's a it's a most difficult position in the NFL, in my opinion.
4: Well, I think the second most difficult position. As being a cheerleader. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Speaking from experience, Stephanie.
4: Especially for a losing team.
5: <laughs> that, oh, my goodness. That is,
4: that is
3: a challenge. Your work is cut out for you.
5: I can't just deny saying. that. say <laughs> it. All
3: right. Staff will be back with us here in just a little bit. But coming up next, the voice of Globe Life and the World Series champions, Texas Rangers, Ooh, Chuck Morgan, joins exciting. us next in the print box.
6: Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas.
7: It's on to New York for the Bears and the Duke Blue Devils this Wednesday. 530 for the countdown to tip off. 6pm tip off Wednesday.
6: Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears John Morris for Baylor Bear Basketball right here on ESPN
8: Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different.
0: you're listening to ESPN Central Texas live from the Allen Samuel Studios my house is a new
3: Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate, UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com, or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews.
5: I love my windows.
0: They've got that brand-new home effect. Universal Windows Direct
3: And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas on this. What did you say? Taco Tuesday? Terrific Tuesday? We have (laughs) to call it Taco Tuesday or Terrific Tuesday? I
1: think those two go hand in hand. Well,
3: you could. You Uh could say that. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of terrific, joining us now from the Texas Rangers, the one and only voice of the Texas Rangers, Hall of Famer Chuck Morgan. Chuck, how are you doing today?
10: Ward, I'm doing great. How you guys doing?
3: Outstanding, and for you being able to sit there and watch this thing unfold, are you still pinching yourself just a little bit that the Texas Rangers are the World Series champions?
10: Yeah, it's still it's still hard to believe, and and you're exactly right. Sitting there watching it unfold, I mean. He'd almost like to go through it again, which I think would be a good idea for 2024. But <laughs> no, you know, to what, when we lost the last game of the regular season in Seattle, I thought, well, let's see what happens. And, and I really didn't think we'd get past Tampa Bay. Uh, and But there's something that happened on that, that long flight the team had from Seattle all the way to Tampa Bay to get ready for that series. And, man, they just uh, – they they sucked it up and and got going and and it was just it, like you say it was just incredible to watch.
3: How much do you think that that long flight maybe has settled them down and helped them get refocused and just say you know what anything can happen from here.
10: Yeah, I think that's probably uh, had a lot to do with it. I think that and and. You know, all season long, they were pretty resilient when, when bad things would happen. You know, you lose Seeger twice, you lost Josh Young for a while, you, you lost Evaldi for a while, you lost to Grom for the entire season. So they were able to overcome some of those uh, problems during the regular season, and I think they just thought, okay, let's, uh, let's get this done. And, uh, and to go on our, a, a, a uh, deal where they won all the, the 11 road games, absolutely incredible.
1: And Chuck, you actually kind of led me into my next question a little bit of the the road performance. Now, looking back on it now with some time, you know, a month and a half later, I don't know that people are going to be calling this like a top five baseball team of all time or anything, but they're the world champions. And when you look back at that thinking, how does a team go undefeated on the road the whole postseason, especially in the new structure with those two in Tampa Bay? how does that stack up against some of the best teams of all time in terms of just that record
10: well I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm like you I don't think you're, we're going to call it one of the greatest teams in the history of baseball it's definitely one of the best in, in Rangers history but you know I just think they focused on the road and and uh, and had it they wanted to get this done they wanted to, to prove some things and uh, and they did and went out there and got it and uh, really really played well all the way through the the uh, postseason
1: and they're still world champions, so it doesn't matter if they're
3: not top five. They're still world champs. Last guy in med school is still called doctor. So. That's right. <laughs> Chuck Morgan with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Chuck, when you look at the dynamics of this baseball team, and I know that things change in the offseason, but you got to think that going into spring training, there's going to be a different feeling for this Texas Rangers organization
10: yeah there'll be a there'll definitely be a different feeling and and uh, you know but the one thing that you kept hearing chris young talk about before the start of this season was that uh, you know his goal was to to build a, a, a baseball team that was not just good for one year but for multiple seasons so i think we've set ourselves up to where this is going to be a very competitive team for for several years to come and uh I think uh, again here at, uh, towards the middle uh, to the end of twenty twenty four. I think we'll be right there in the middle of things, and you know who's to say we can't do it again? Because uh, you know when you start uh, when you start your lineup out with uh, Marcus Simeon and then uh, follow up with Corey Seager, that's that's a pretty good start. And uh, yeah, I just I just think that uh, Chris Young's got it set up with the way our farm system is now that uh, we're going to be good for for a lot of
1: years to come. And tell me, Chuck, about. You know, we obviously had the ALCS matchup this year with the Rangers and the Astros, and it was kind of, you know, the Astros had the success early on, waiting for the Rangers to catch up. Now they're both there. How is that going to stack up amongst some of the great sport, professional sports rivalries here for the next couple of years, do you think?
10: Well, I think we're all in for a special treat in the state of Texas for what, what happened uh, last year or this year. You know, I always wondered having been with the Rangers for 40 years, always thought, boy, what would it ever be like if the Rangers and the Astros got into the World Series back when in the days when the Astros were still part of the National League and always mm-hmm. thought it'd be great for, for baseball fans, not only in the state of Texas, but for across, the, across the country. And now we got a little taste of that during the American League Championship Series and this rivalry is uh, going get, to get bigger and bigger as we go. And uh, you know, I noticed uh, this year, you know, A lot of Astro fans came to our ballpark. A lot of Rangers fans went to their ballpark for those series. And uh, I just think we're all in the state of Texas in for a special treat during baseball season and and when the Rangers and the Astros get together. And it really worked out pretty cool that the two Texas teams playing for the American League Championship.
3: Is that the biggest rivalry in baseball at this point, in your opinion, Chuck?
10: Well, it is for me, and I think it is probably for everybody in the state of Texas. I'm pretty sure – Cardinals and Cub fans would uh, argue with us. I think right. Yankees, Red Sox would argue with us. But for me, and uh, you know, Dodgers and Giants, I, I just, you know, if we get a few more years under a belt where we're uh, battling each other and, and uh, during the regular season and postseason, I think we got a chance to, to rival some of those big rivalries.
1: And for what that's worth, Chuck, I, I grew up in Boston. I'm a huge Red Sox fan still. I think this state of Texas has the best rivalry going at this moment, the way Ward put it, right now. I think it might be the best. And something that I also got to experience was a World Series win in 2004 after a long drought. And so that kind of leads into my next question for you, which would be, you know, you've been around this team a a long time, seen some good, seen some bad, but now as a world champion, Texas Ranger team, does it feel different to be associated with this team a little bit now?
10: You know, it it does just because you've never done this before but i also you know and i'm i'm still i still love what happened but now i'm already i'm i want to win another one <laughs> once, you, once you've been through this and you, you see what it does you see what it does to your fans you see how the players react and uh, you know the celebration we had you just say okay i i'd like to do this again because it, it is a lot of fun i mean i've I've been through two World Series, uh, three World Series with the Rangers. Two of them we didn't we didn't make it, and then I had the other World Series we had was the one where the uh, Dodgers played the Rays in the ballpark.
5: Mm-hmm. But
10: to have to have the Rangers win one like this, so yeah, I'm I'm ready for the second one.
3: How cool is that to know that this new ballpark has already had two World Series in it? That's just a little bit unusual. Although one of the World Series didn't include the home team, but still to have those World Series there at that location that's pretty special for that early ballpark
1: yeah
10: you know there's been a lot of things happen you know a lot of college baseball games have been great and we had the national finals rodeo there there's been a lot of a lot and tons of graduations have gone
5: through there it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a
10: great facility and it's uh you know and to have those two World series you know the one we look at that was in 2020 it was you know major league baseball asked us to step up and help them out with the uh, with the hub thing. And, 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 you know, we all took the idea, okay, hey, they're asking us to do this. Let's do the best we can, and let's make everybody feel like they're at home. And it, it really worked out real well. And uh, I think that's that played a role in us getting the All-Star game in 2024 because of the job we did with the World Series in 2020. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great facility and a great place to, to watch a ball game.
1: And one of the parallels between the two World Series played at that ballpark, they had the same MVP. Corey Seager was the MVP <laughs> in both. And so I'm taking you back to game one and that game-tying home run. Now let's let's talk about all three of the ballparks you've worked in for the Rangers. That moment, being in the stadium for that, where does that rank for you, that game-tying home run?
10: I think that may be, for me, the greatest home run in texas rangers history and it, it came at a time that we needed it we needed it real bad and he came through and it it's almost it's almost bigger i mean the walk off from garcia won the game but that seager home run and i have in and, and you mentioned three ballparks of the three that i've worked in i've never heard a ranger crowd as loud as i did after that seager home run wow. that's uh, really one of the greatest home runs i've ever seen and and you know you mentioned him being the MVP and it, you know I can remember in that 2020 World Series watching him play for the Dodgers and I kept thinking to myself, "Boy, he'd look great in a Ranger uniform." And <laughs> sure <laughs> up he is.
5: <laughs> they listen
3: to you, Chuck. They listen to you. That's right. That's Chuck right. Morgan, the voice of the Texas Rangers with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas and Chuck, I I have came to a lot of games this year and I came to some playoff games and just stood outside and watched you work in your office and it is such a pleasure is there a better view in baseball than what you have
10: no and there's not a not a better office either i, I get to come to work there every day and uh but no it's uh it's outstanding and you one the great thing about it for me is that uh i get to shake so many hands of uh, ranger fans and baseball fans from all over the country and you know, over the last few years, we've had a lot of people that uh, uh, call themselves ballpark chasers that come through there that are trying to complete uh, seeing all the ballparks and Major League mm-hmm. baseball and get to visit with a lot of those people that, uh, uh, you know, probably saw some, you know, they, they've they been, you know, and in the top five, they like Fenway Park and and PNC, but they do like uh, uh, Globe Life Field. And uh, it, that's that's the best part for me is to get to talk baseball before and after the game with the, with the fans that come by. But but you're right. I got a great view, and it's a great seat, especially. Especially it's a great seat to watch the World Series.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just stood outside and watched. I didn't want to bother you, and I just was watching you do your craft, and you're so good at it. I just enjoyed being able to stand there and just go, wow, this, this is absolutely the best I've ever seen, having that beautiful office and peering over the stadium the way you do.
10: Oh, it's, it's, I, I have fun. Hey, Ward, I've never worked. I have, I have fun every day. <laughs> I, I, I've never worked.
3: Chuck Morgan with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. So now that you've got all of this packed up and going to spring training, what's the one thing you're looking for for this team in spring training?
10: You know, I think uh, probably, uh, to uh, make sure everybody's healthy and uh, make sure we we're uh, got, we're focused and uh, and like to have it. I think being world champions. I think you mentioned early. It's going to be a little bit different there, and it's going to be a different uh, different step, different attitude. And uh, and anytime you've got a manager like Bruce Bochy, it's you know it's going to be a a well put together spring training, and they're going to get the job done. And uh, we look forward to them coming home. And uh, you know we got to. Do, fact we got a couple of games with the Red Sox before we open up the season with the Cubs so we got a couple of games at Globe Life Field exhibition games with Boston before uh, the season starts. but I'm looking for a great spring training and uh, you know nothing's better than going to spring training or opening up a, a season when you're the world champions. Now I've never felt that before
1: but i think <laughs> better. Go out, go out on a limb and say that's got to be the best feeling. I, th- I would agree with that probably yeah.
3: When you look at how this team was built and you just mentioned Bruce and what he was able to do was that the absolute difference maker in this baseball team in your opinion
10: yeah I think it's got to be I mean you know probably the the first difference maker was signing Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager a couple of years ago right. bringing a couple of linchpins in like that and then and then to bring in uh you know, a guy like Bruce Bochy that's been there several times and a a veteran like that. He's on his way to the hall of fame. I mean, he's, he handled it. uh, You know, he didn't get, uh, you know, one time uh, Johnny Oates, who managed the Rangers back in the nineties told me one time, you know, I was down after a a losing streak and said, I got to, let me give you a piece of advice. Don't get too high on the highs. Don't get too low on the lows. And that's exactly what Bruce Bochy, that's why he handled that team this year. I mean, he faced a lot of problems with injuries, and he we got through those, and uh, he kept him on the track. But uh, to have him in there as, a, as the manager of the team, and it, it, that's it's that's pretty special to have a guy like that running things.
1: And looking just again at the big picture of this past season that that we've all just experienced, right? It was the first time that the Rangers had even been in the playoffs since 2016, and a, a year removed from having those big signings of Simeon Gray and Seager, and. What you saw in the late 2000s, early 2010s of how organically that team was built and kept knocking on the door, got to two World Series, didn't win them both. They have the championship window and it closes to then seeing this past year, you know, first postseason trip in seven years and they just go and win the whole thing. Did it feel like it was easy the way this team just put it together and, and figured it out?
10: You know, I don't. I don't know if it was easy because we had those. Uh, you know, you lose Seager uh, for a month, and and then and, and almost twice, and then we lost Josh Young. Mm-hmm. We lost Ivaldi for a while, and I know we were counting on Jacob Degrom to to deliver. We lost him for the entire season. I don't think anything. I, I, I'm not so sure any baseball season's ever easy. <laughs> no, All probably not. It, it, You know, you know the number of games you play and the, and the uh, you know the. The, just the grind of the schedule is tough enough but you start having some problems like that and you and you know we go through some slumps and things I mean it's it's tough so I don't think anything's easy and then you then if you look at that last week and you know I really thought we were gonna win the division and we lose that last game of the year against Seattle I, I really thought man we're gonna have a tough time in the postseason but man they picked it up but no, I, I don't think it was easy. I think, it, and and you know, the other part of that that I was thinking about when you were asking the question is, I don't think any of us, you know, from spring training till maybe the end of uh, May, thought that you know, like, hey, we're gonna have, we're gonna be better, we're gonna play better, we and the goal is the postseason. I don't know if any of us thought anything was gonna happen like it did. Chuck Morgan with us Chuck
3: here on ESPN easy. Central Texas, Executive VP and Voice of Globe Life Field and the Texas Rangers. And, Chuck, I, I know that you have been at the Grand Ole Opry. You worked at WSM Radio for a long time. I want to know what's on your playlist right now.
11: On
10: my playlist? You know what I do, Ward, is uh, I have uh, – I listen to a lot of Willie's Roadhouse. I there you go. I listen to the old – I listen to uh, – you know, what really turned out to be a lot of good friends of mine said, but you know I listen to Don Gibson, Charlie Pride, Marty Robbins, Tammy Wynette, a lot of the old country stuff that you don't hear about you anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh what you know, some old Waylon and Willie listen to that type of stuff. So I'm I'm a and then you know I'm I'm a kind of a strange guy. When I was growing up, I grew up in the 60s and my mom and dad listened to the hits, so I'm also a big Motown guy. So <laughs> I'm between I'm between Temptations, Gladys Knight, uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes, and then I'll go. Maybe next time I'm listening to uh, Porter Wagner sing. So you know, it's uh, I, I bounce around a little bit,
3: a little eclectic. And I love well, that. You, you and I, are, you and I are brothers in that situation. <laughs> I'm the same exact way. I can go either way. Chuck, you also have a special thing coming up tomorrow as well. Tell folks about that where they can help out a little bit.
10: Yeah, and, uh Jamie Newberg invited me out. He's going to sell some books, and we're also going to raise some money for. Uh, Uh, charity at uh, we're going to be at the texas live uh, right next to the ballpark and be there from six o'clock until 7 30 and raising some charity money and then having some fun talking ranger baseball just like we did today
4: chuck i
3: always appreciate you and congratulations on the world series championship but thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here in the press box
10: i'm glad to do it when you guys when you guys are at the ballpark knock on that window, and you come on in we'll set you what goes on there you see how you see how hard i work
3: (laughs) see you for the red Sox. (laughs) thank you very much chuck appreciate it very much there he goes chuck morgan for the texas rangers executive vp and the voice of globe life field nobody does it better than chuck morgan and when you hear his voice say it's baseball time in texas it just sends chills on me i get goosebumps Absolutely every single game I go to, it's the same thing. And you know it's coming, but it doesn't change that it just absolutely says, okay, yeah, we're here. We're ready to go. And he does such a great job.
1: He's the best. I would think about, like, I would hear him saying that in the morning mm-hmm. of a big Rangers playoff game this year. And I've been to the ballpark maybe five times since. Mm-hmm. So oh, not really? as much as you. So yeah, uh, I could still, it sticks with you. Sticks with you.
3: I've been able to uh, enjoy him at all three ballparks and at at the Turnpike Stadium, then at the Temple, Globe Life Field, Choctaw Stadium, whatever you want to call it, and now the new stadium. And it just doesn't get any better than hearing Chuck's voice. He's the mainstay. He absolutely does the best job ever. Appreciate him spending some time with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas on this Taco tuesday according to aaron (laughs) college football yesterday we talked a little bit about the bowl game with western kentucky and old dominion how about utsa and marshall we'll take a dive into that next here on the press box
6: Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women headed to Florida
7: in a matchup with Providence in the West Palm Classic this Wednesday, 2 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 2.30 tip-off from West Palm Beach, Florida, Wednesday. Tune into
6: Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas.
9: Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by Diamori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. Diamori Fine Jewelers at DiamoriFineJewelers.com.
10: Learn more at InCommonsBank.com
3: Member
12: FDIC and Equal Housing Lender
4: We are in the danger zone.
3: (laughs) Well, you got that right. Here she is. Danger zone is here. There's no doubt. Yep. Stephanie, sports, talk, radio. (laughs) That's right.
10: Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat the human drama of athletic
3: competition it's time for stephanie sports talk sponsored by advanced house leveling and foundation repair epperson tractor la Fiesta restaurant and cantina king ranch turf grass mosby's land management myatt fuels and now here's stephanie ta-da <laughs> May oversold that just, may oversold that just a little bit, I don't know, I don't know
4: <laughs> maybe a little let's lot. wait I to think see. I need a new I think I need a new intro come January, <laughs> yeah a little All right, well, well, my sponsors are changing up too, so okay, that's fine, okay. anyways, well, I'm gonna take y'all somewhere far, far away,
3: I where it's that. cold
4: cold, really cold, really cold.
3: I like cold,
4: so they pl- I'm a little
3: disappointed that we have sunshine it's and fall, 80 degrees outside and we're five days away from christmas day
4: i just you know now i know what like people that live in, i want a white christmas i do too i do too i've asked santa he has not replied <laughs> <laughs> i don't
3: know
4: just you know let it fall just let it fall yeah. Where you yeah, can but still see, drive you're from up north. Yeah. And so yeah. so yes. it's different up there than it is here. It's
3: different in that I've experienced it. Yes. yes.
4: <laughs>
1: That's the difference.
3: And, and I've had
4: to shovel it.
3: It's up to your hips there. It's yes. not the same and when you get it here. I just want a white Christmas.
4: I just a white one. We may have to go somewhere next year for a white Christmas.
3: You know where I want to go for Christmas? More than anywhere, and it's Canada. On my, no, North Pole. it's on my bucket list. North Pole. North Pole would be nice, but not, not, no. No, Bozeman, Montana. No. Uh, well, no. I want to go to New York.
4: Yes, New York City to see all the lights and the rockets. All,
3: that is that is a bucket year, list. Man. That is a bucket list for it's me. It's
4: on ours too. I think we should take this on the road
3: next year. You and Mosley could have gone up, done the bayward Duke game together. See that? That's yeah.
5: <laughs> way
4: he's, to go, Mosley. He gets
3: to go to see that. And, yeah. Way and to go, Mosley. I just think, to me, I've never been, but I've heard that that is a at that time. I or heard just it's in beautiful general? In, in general. I've never, never, never been to New York City. I've never been in New York City no, in general. I would say you're not as much, but, but I'm a little biased. I, I've heard that New York at Christmas time, with the tree down in what at Times Square, yes. Rockefeller yeah, Center. Yeah. Rockefeller Center. I've heard that that is absolutely. Breathtaking, and I haven't been there. I've never been there, and I'd love to go see that during Christmas we time. We were
4: just talking, and, about and I that. would not
3: like to go. I mean, I'm not. Oh, I just want to go to New York. It has to be at Christmas time for me,
4: yes, with all the lights to lives. make it worth
3: it, yes, yeah. and for all me. the
4: chestnuts that are roasting on an open fire. Don't stop it, they do that, don't they, Drake? I, don't
1: know, I sure. mean, Drake. Cam. well there we go. Whatever That's the first <laughs> one. Mark that down, Aaron.
4: Sorry,
5: oh, well, 19, you know, Drake. i sorry,
4: yeah you're my favorite. Well, as
1: someone who hates people, just kind of in general. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, I do oh, not yeah. like that, really. I'm a big
4: fan.
1: Yeah. New York City at Christmas time for me is a nightmare. Is it?
4: It really crowded. I've
1: been to it twice, so by the way. Um, you have? Yes, and all those things you're describing are true. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. It is. There's just a ton of people. I
2: was about to say, but then you also <laughs> have people to deal all with the the time, New Yorkers. Yes.
1: Yes. So that's... That's my only issue, but it is. It looks great, and they've got the they've got the skating rink down it. there
3: at yeah, Thirty I Rock. Just, and I'd just love to see it. Yeah. I yeah.
4: want to go see the rock Don't do New Year's Eve though. No, no. that's too. Uh, no,
3: that's, I have uh, uh. no desire for that. <laughs> Look, no desire that. wear for a diaper that. and go out there. No, I have no <laughs> desire for New Year's Eve. But I would like to see New York City. Downtown at Christmas time.
1: Yeah, go, go on like December fourteenth.
3: Yeah. Sixteenth. Early. Yeah, I mean, I, before yeah. Christmas even yeah. gets here. Right. Yeah. This I, is not all down. I don't it's need great. I don't need New Year's Eve. I'm I have <laughs> no desire for that mess at all.
1: I've now done it twice New Year's Eve on Bourbon Street and I don't need that. I- Again. Yeah, I I, no, I'm not. Uh, I've done that. I, that.
3: I've done that one time, and I'll never do it again.
4: Uh-uh. Thankfully, Dirty. that was for the two
1: sugar bowls. Thankfully, they were like night games too, because Still. I think about being like an 11 a.m. sugar bowl, which I think is what it is this year, or it's like two o'clock or something. To just then go out to Bourbon Street at like right. five in the afternoon, and you can
4: say all the filth. Yeah. <laughs> you can just, say all the it's, filth.
3: It's absolutely awful. Ugh. Yeah, I don't need to do it. I anymore. mean, no. it's something you want to experience once. I've done it once. Never doing it again. I'm so old that my New Year's Eve is sitting in my living room. I'm so old. That's a good one. That's a good hey, one. Hey, I'm hey, hey. It's not bad. I'm there with you.
4: It's not Scott bad. Scott and I are there with <laughs> you. You know, it's, I, not, it's bad. not bad.
3: It's not bad. I don't have the desire to go out for New Year's Eve anymore. I used don't, to, can't tell and, you when. Used to when I was younger. Oh, yeah. you, you know, we had to plan the big party or where, who was mm-hmm. having the party mm-hmm. or where were we going? Not anymore for me. I'm just, I'm. You know what we did I'm last happy. year? Sitting at home. Yeah,
4: us too. We well, just you took... and I were
3: texting back and forth. I on know, New Year's but Eve. we
4: just took the side by side and went across the field to the neighbor's house. Yeah, he had a shrimp bowl, and all the neighbors come over, and that's what we're doing again this year. You yeah. want to come?
3: Um, no, I want to okay. be at home at my house.
4: <laughs> You're never getting an invite again. <laughs> this, this. <laughs>
1: anyway, that sounds like when Drake would ask me to go out and do something, and it's like 10 o'clock no? on a weeknight. I've already in bed. No. No. Hey, do you want to get some beers? No.
4: No, I like you. I like beers,
5: but I don't want to do that. No way. I'm I'm not getting out of bed. What do you got today?
4: Well, anyways, this started in Canada back in uh, 1963, 64, but it didn't become like a true league until 1990. But they played in Switzerland, Russia, you know, all them cold places up on top of the earth. (laughs) So, anyways. It is called Ringette. What? Have you ever heard of it? No. So haven't. Have you heard of
5: it? No. We just made no, it
4: no. up. No, I did not. Look at the Googles.
1: And I've been look at the from much Googles. closer to Canada. I still don't
4: know. Okay. It's called Ringette. All right. And it's like hockey. You have all the equipment, but you don't have a puck. It's a rubber blue ring with the hole in the middle of it. And, you're, you, and you have an actual stick.
1: Okay. Not a
4: hockey thing. Not a hockey stick. So like a stick
1: that you could put in the donut hole.
4: Yeah, so because you want to, because that's how you score. You got to move like on the ice, put the stick in the hole, and I guess, you know, swing it to the other end and get it in the opponent's net. But they say it's really, really hard. You have to practice this. Mm -hmm. And the best way to practice is on in a gymnasium, like on your high school gym floor or whatever, just practicing getting in the stick in the hole. Because think of it. Yeah. If, if you're ice skating really fast and that rubber thing's moving down the ice, mm-hmm.
1: it takes some real concentration.
4: Yes, yeah. and talent. So, um, but you have six players on a team. You got a center, two forwards, two defenders, and of course a goalie. And of course it's f- two halves, 45 minutes each. Ooh, 45 minutes soccer, each, man. Ooh. It's like soccer.
12: That's ooh.
3: But
4: it's on the ice, like hockey. But uh the first Do they be-
3: have to wear skates? Yes. Okay.
4: Yes, unless you're practicing in a jump. But you wear a skate, you have the helmet, you have all the pads and everything that hockey does. It's just, it's ringette on, it's like ice hockey, but not.
1: And so it's full contact, I'm guessing.
4: Well, here's the deal. Okay. No contact. And if there is contact, you get penalized, 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 penalized.
3: Well, that takes all the fun out of it. Well, I agree. Uh, But here's the thing.
4: Most girls play this than guys.
3: I'm 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 on the website, and it's all female.
4: Well, some guys do play it, but most women do play it. But here's the deal. The first world championship was held in 1990 in Canada, and the winning team was awarded the Sam's Jack's Cup. I don't even know what that stands for. I don't know if there's a guy named Sam and Jack. I don't know. I don't know if it's like Jack in the Box. (laughs) I have no idea, but it's the Sam Jack. I would cup. highly
3: doubt that it's Jack in the Box.
4: Well, I don't know. They might Jack have in Jack the box in the Box
3: plus Sam
1: Walton from Walmart. They you just don't got know. together. They love it. Sam Jack,
4: it. yeah, it could be. I don't know. Or it,
1: San Jacinto himself. Could San? <laughs> Ever thought of that? <laughs> no, but that's I'm looking good. at this right now. This is—it's literally a hockey stick just with the blade cut off.
4: I know. So it's—it's—it's it's, it's a stick. Like I think yeah. I could play this.
3: I think you should give it a no, shot. You not know, ice skate? No, you couldn't.
4: I can. I well, I can't do flips and stuff. But can you, can you ice skate? Ice skate? You can stay up? I can stay up. Okay.
3: Are you sure? Yeah. Do you want to go over to the Extra co center and try this? No. Okay. I did it the other day. It was like the third time in my life.
4: Ice did skating? You skate did you, you fall yeah. down?
1: No. Oh well, not a full one. Not a but full were one. Were you
4: going like? Were you shuffling yeah, like well, an old man on I, the I, ice?
1: No, I, I'm like I'm trying to do it right. I'm trying to do the push off and the. Keeping my knees bent a little bit. Weight going forward, which is a lot. What, did you
4: read a book and learn how to ice skate? Yes. I mean, I mean how yeah, how I, I wanted to learn some more. I don't
1: just. See, this is. You don't just go out there and learn how to skate, Stephanie. You well, need to know the technique look, a little I bit. I was
4: a really good roller skater. I used to well, go to, to the roller it. rink. But it is different than ice skating. So the first time I tried yes. ice skating, I was so breezed. I was like 13 or 14. I don't know. Is was at some church event. I don't know. Uh-huh and uh but i, I can I give it skate? another shot here no i can do it but i just can't go that fast
1: ringette i'll go it's watch i like watch right? you two guys you'll skate. go
4: watch <laughs> us skate yeah <laughs> scott do you hear that yeah.
3: remote I'll, tomorrow at I'll, the extra Co. yeah i'll go watch <laughs> you and cam skate we'll do the remote live Okay, cam
4: the... you have to bring your girlfriend so she can video it
3: okay she and knows it. how to skate
4: okay, a little bit. show off
1: i'm
3: not doing that well
1: it's weird i'm from the northeast i'm a humongous hockey fan but you I don't know how to know skate. How
4: to skate. I don't know how to skate?
1: My brothers do. I just never learned. Never played.
4: Huh? I you don't know, know. But I was
1: a street hockey legend, though. Street well, hockey's different. Street
4: hockey. Anybody can play street hockey. No, they just can't.
1: Oh, Stephanie. Stephanie. No, yes, you can. Why don't we go one-on-one and see?
4: Well, no, because you might hit me. <laughs> it's hockey. You might hit me. This with is the... not <laughs> <laughs> You might hurt. So you might break a nail,
3: Yeah. <laughs> Is ringette a, a female sport is it's, what I'm asking.
4: Yes, mostly female men do play it. The first team that won the first national championship uh, was from Alberta, Canada, and it was a female team. But they have women and men, uh, more women, I guess because not so much contact, which that would make sense. Okay. Uh, and it is popular like in Michigan. Oh, yeah.
1: And like, like curling is popular as well. Like, Minnesota well,
5: that is not even a sport. Well, uh, curling the is not same, a sport. It's, I'm sorry,
3: it's an Olympic sport. Anything
4: I know it's an Olympic sport, but I understand in the, you take a break. Anything and, that's I mean, it's in like the you Olympics, blow on this round thing.
3: Okay, anything that's in the Olympics,
4: it's a sport. It's a sport. Just like camel racing should be an Olympic sport.
3: Oh, no, it shouldn't.
4: Yes, it should.
1: But I can imagine, I mean, this is, there's just, there's some speed to this game.
4: There's speed to it, and because like, there's you got to have skill.
1: Yeah, you're saying like it's mostly female, so no checking, but they could skate like the wind. So uh-huh. this is I'm I'm interested to see
3: what this looks like. I'd like, like to see a game. I'd like to see a game. And can, so I'm I'm not gonna understand the game because even, it yeah the you rules, can
4: pass it. Are the yeah. rules so, a lot like
3: hockey? Yes,
4: the rules are the same as hockey except except no you're contact. just playing
3: with a. A that little rubber thing rubber thing on the end of the hockey stick instead of the
5: no, blade. The
4: puck, yeah, there's no blade. It's just a stick. And the puck is a round rubber circle with the middle cut out. Because think about it. That's how you have to, like, stab it yes. and move it. That's how you move it's it. It's like ring toss. Like exactly. that kind of ring. Yes. Exactly.
1: And you've got... A stick, like you've broken right. off the rake part of your rake, like no <laughs> blade. Although the goalie looks like they have a blade.
3: The goalie has a blade. I'm seeing yeah. it in the goalie with the blade. But I can't imagine that makes it much easier to grab.
4: I just think it's. I think it would be anyway. a hard thing to do, personally.
1: I think we should. There's got to be some barnstorming ring ringette.
4: I don't know. I'm sure Aaron, when he's watching his YouTube, will look it up for us and see if he can find it.
1: Or maybe we'll have to go to Alberta. You ever I- been to Alberta? I'm oh, lovely this not. time of year. I've
4: been to Ontario, <laughs> oh, though.
1: It's I'm too cold. That's about, about all you need is Ontario. It's too cold. I'm really We're thinking, thinking this is a school, dumb
3: sport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a ring here. <laughs> well, <laughs> no pun intended.
4: It's not a traditional sport, let's put it that way. When's this
1: one going to the Olympics? It never It probably never will. Never. Just like my camel uh,
4: racing will never go to I the Olympics. I do agree with the take that Olympic sports are sports, but there
1: are some sports. dumber ones than this.
4: There are. Like in the Olympics, polling.
1: yeah, tug of war is going to be back in the Olympics.
4: Yes, it is, and I think that is. a great
1: feat of strength, but that's this is funner to watch. Well, it's got. I don't be. know
4: if you were doing tug of war mud.
1: Well, actually, this is probably funner to watch than curling, but curling does take some skill. Oh gosh,
4: cool. who watches curling?
1: Canadians. I watch curling.
3: Why? Because it's entertaining.
4: Because you want to take a nap. How is that entertaining? I do not understand the game it's one
3: shuffleboard on ice. Yeah.
4: I just don't get it.
1: Enjoy that with a nice box of poutine.
4: What is poutine? I mean, Aaron's oh, played oh, shuffleboard oh, oh. a million times. What is poutine? Yeah. You've never had it. So lot you've lot
1: Canada, so yeah. you've
3: never had poutine. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: probably eat it a ton with ringettes. Shuffleboard's a
3: great game. It it is, all this is is, is, is is shuffleboard it, on ice. French
5: just fries. Google
2: uh, poutine french fries and you'll be fries very grossed with out. Cheese it's and brown gravy. gravy with white cheese curds on french fries and is one, the one of the most disgusting things i've ever why seen
4: why would anybody yeah. eat that
2: and they're think, canadians what do you yeah. what
1: do you think oh yeah at these like nhl arenas in canada they have like whole stands for them like the way you'd have a hot dog stand at a baseball oh, that a p- is just not... stands.
4: look i'm already hungry that just <laughs> made me not hungry so that's good let's keep talking way to go Cam. Poutine, way to man. go <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> couldn't be me Actually, I'm starving. All right.
3: Well, go eat something. No, I'm being
4: supportive. This is what a good woman does to support her man.
3: No, this is what a dumb woman okay, does. Okay, Tammy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's what a Anyways. hungry woman does to support supporter man.
4: <laughs> ring it. There it is, people. Ring it. Go All out right. and try it today.
3: Maybe we'll go to the Extra Girl Center and play some ring at this afternoon. Yes. <laughs> All right, Steph, thanks very much. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more NFL. That's next here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Go Cowboys! This is, yes. is Dallas Cowboys football yes. 2023. Second and goal. Snap to Prescott. Only heard here.
3: here.
7: Looks left. Slam! all season touchdown that was right
11: now sunday afternoon it's your cowboys and the miami dolphins live from hard rock stadium on this dallas cowboys radio network station
2: it's the cowboys and the dolphins sunday starting with the pregame at two here on espn central texas
7: don't miss the wrap-up the year sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. As the year comes to a close, we're offering unbeatable deals on new 2023 Jeep models. This month, get 10% off MSRP on the Jeep Grand Cherokee or Grand Cherokee L. Or how about 10% off Jeep Compasses and Renegades. And if that's not enough, get 11000 off MSRP on every Jeep Gladiator Overland. That's right, plus an extra 500 to first responders and no payments for 90 days. Hurry, this inventory won't last long. Shop online or in-store
11: today hey central texas next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation remember element waco hotel element waco hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort Uh, the rooms are big and spotless feature an upscale modern look and feel i should know i've stayed there it is matt mosley espn central texas they have suites that are perfect for you to host A watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine made with locally-sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine, cocktails open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m. And then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It is the Element Waco Hotel, and ask about our discounted rates for November and December.
0: ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers.
3: Holiday gift giving is now upon us. At Morrison Gifts, we want to give holiday shoppers a break from the crowds. Starting now, enjoy special pricing on select items weekly through Christmas. Brands like John Hart, Consuela, Sweet Grace, and Times Candles. At Morrison's, you'll find home decor, gourmet items, bath and body, baby, and of course, Christmas decor. Let us build the perfect gift basket and remember free gift wrapping. Local delivery is available and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli.
4: Tis the season to give and it's okay to get Get holiday gift cards from La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina Purchase $50 in gift cards and get $10 free for yourself or for someone else And don't forget La Fiesta can cater your holiday party Order online at LaFiesta.com Or stop on in at La Fiesta located off Franklin Avenue in Waco Merry Christmas from your friends at La Fiesta La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient
9: Road trip. trip. Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Genco is extending its auto refi road trip to December 30th. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GincoSCU.org, Member NCUA.
5: Genco.
3: Ah, oh, the old wheelhouse.
2: Stephanie started talking about skating and reminded me of the skating rink, and this was <laughs> definitely a skating rink song for me. There <laughs> is no doubt me, about that.
1: Aaron tells me used to have hair like flock of seagulls. Not quite that poofy, but I am now looking up for the first time. This is.
2: If you look at the way it well, lays and, and the bangs, that is I just had it wasn't poofy and it was shaved on the sides, but I had bangs down past my throat.
5: I'm telling you, man. I went
2: through a phase when I was about 19. I, I listened to nothing but the cure for about six months.
5: Oh, there I you
1: go. Nothing In a vacuum, there's nothing wrong with that. But when it influences your life like that, uh, I'd love to see some pictures if you got some later on.
2: I have one where, where I'd <laughs> cut most of the bangs off, but you could still see kind of what it would look like at my sister's wedding.
1: This looks like mm-hmm. Freddie Prince Jr. And, with and just intense so, head.
2: So now this is what this guy looks like. What
3: happened? What do you mean? I mean, you know, looking at it now, Aaron, it's not anything like that now.
2: Nah, once it started falling out, I just started shaving. (laughs) I started shaving it when I was 28, so (laughs) I was way ahead of the curve when it came to just shaving my head. When you're going bald,
1: I might be on that track soon, Aaron. (laughs) Maybe not that soon, but I got that solar panel going—that George Costanza solar panel. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, and I've seen—I've seen my lovely father. All right, it's—it's not going anywhere. Right. Well, theoretically, it's not going anywhere. Physically, it absolutely is going
3: somewhere. Down the drain? Yes, yes,
1: (laughs) quickly for a man of my age.
3: It happens. It happens. UTSA and Marshall, we talked about that earlier coming up at 8 o'clock tonight. And, Cam, what do you think about this game coming up? Uh, UTSA has an opportunity to get their first bowl win in, in school history.
1: Yeah, and that's surprising considering their success the last few years, but that also shows they've played in some pretty good bowl games mm-hmm. uh, the last few years. I, If you had asked me this a month ago or when the bowls were announced, I would have said, boy, wonder who's going to be coaching for UTSA. Mm-hmm. Your guy's going to be up here or maybe in A&M. Instead, he'd be still there, Jeff Trailer. So, I mean, just knowing this is kind of a good look at, at two group of five schools who have been pretty good the last couple of years um, and whose coaches have been rumored for big time jobs but are both still there and UTSA this year is clearly a step above
2: this Marshall team. Marshall really struggled this year. Are you both still shocked that Jeff Trailer is still at UTSA? I'm not. Almost through the entire I, coaching I, I, I cycle. Am, I am. I am too. I thought for sure he yeah, was. Yeah
1: and, and, and like this year it was really only well I, Houston called him as well a M, Baylor, all of those I think are steps up from UTSA. But I think more so that just I just think he's probably done what he can do at UTSA, mm-hmm. and he's at the point he's in his fifties where he can still go somewhere and have a good little run, similar in age wise to when Art Briles came to Baylor. You know, I can still take this step up, you know, lead this program, make it my own, and and, and then kind of walk off into the sunset. I think Jeff Traylor is still at that age, but I just wonder if the calls stop coming here in the next year. I don't know about you, Ward, but, I mean, he got big calls in 2021. Mm-hmm. There was the the rumor out there that that was Tech's guy, and he said no, and the calls came in 2023. I don't know how many more are coming in 2024, uh, in terms of that caliber of job, and he deserves I think he's. I think he's that good a coach. I really wanted him to be Baylor's coach, but...
3: Uh, I am. I'm surprised to still see him there. I'm not because of the fact that maybe he's just found his niche to where he wants to be.
1: Okay, so you think this is the place?
3: I think that this may be the place that he wants to be a guy that can take this program to the next level and has some longevity there. Because, look, there's some coaches that are happy at being at a location and not trying to take that step up because of the fact that that's – hey, this is my program, I can build this program the way I want it to be, and I can do what I need to do. I can hire the right coaches to be in place. We're recruiting well enough in the state of Texas because I have my high school connections. And sometimes that's good enough for a guy. And maybe if you say, I want to go to, I don't know, Texas Tech, Baylor, Texas, wherever it may be, you – may overstretch your boundaries a little bit and some guys understand that and so they found that niche to where they're at and i think that for jeff trailer this may be his niche that he says you know what i'm not unhappy here i'm okay i'm doing well for myself and i'm building a program that we can sustain for years to come
2: but i mean this there is a huge ceiling on utsa Huge ceiling because they don't have the revenue to compete in NIL. They're in. They're not in a Power 5 conference. You can never win a national championship there. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But do you think There's he would get that kind, kind of – absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't know that I want my coach being okay with never having a chance.
1: Now, do you think that you would winning, have chance at a that kind of freedom? Do you, want your, coach,
3: kind of like do you want your coach to be able to be there and make this program relevant for the next 15 20 years. Well, sure, I mean, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Well, yeah, there's if you're you on them there, that. you're going to, no doubt, you're, you're looking at the, uh, you know, why do you have to choose looking, a national championship? Well, because you're looking at bowls like the one he's in today if you don't. Okay. That, that's your ceiling at UTSA. There, but and there's
3: nothing, I mean, if you go to a bowl game every stinking year, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, but I, uh, to Aaron's point, which I agree with, I think he
1: can go somewhere bigger and win bigger things. Maybe like he could. that control you're talking about. I I think he can have that at Baylor Tech,
3: maybe, and, and he have could. the
1: gold mine comparatively <laughs> versus UTSA right. that those schools have. You know, if he goes to UT or A and M, which he was rumored to, uh, or they, that they were pushing for him at A and M, then that's different. Then that's boosters are in your ear, boosters are in your office, boosters are running your program. We saw, you know, with countless guys at UT, with the Tom Hermans and the Charlie Strongs, whether they were good or not, we might never know because I don't know that they had full control over that program. I agree. And I just see a guy who just moves up, keeps winning, obviously a legend here in Texas high school football, and Aaron was kind of reinforcing my point there. I think he's done all he can at UTSA. I think he can I think he has. Maybe he gets them into a major conference at some point with realignment. Maybe he sees them as a sleeping giant. The way we hear that term thrown around now, mm-hmm. but I just—it's—I can just see him going to a bigger school, even a Houston, which he was rumored as well. Have that kind of power and do the bigger things, and play in the the New Year's Six Bowls and win conference championships. I, he just to me—I—I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that with all these calls that he has gotten, that he has doubled down on UTSA. I. Maybe he does see it as a sleeping giant and sees, you know, San Antonio is a huge city. He's got a great hotbed here Uh, with the transfer portal. It can can work against them, sure, but
3: it certainly can work for them. Either way, Uh, yeah. I I mean, you just don't know.
1: I just, yeah, I, I just see him doing bigger things than UTSA. And that's no disrespect to UTSA, but they're a young football program. It's an ugly campus. I
5: don't it, know I how mean, many
3: guys it, getting to go there, but it's it's
1: working. It's working for him.
3: It is. And, and again, I I agree with everything you're saying that maybe he could advance, but there's some guys that just are wired
1: differently, I guess. They're
3: wired differently to where, hey, look, I'm comfortable. Everything is working for me right now. I'm I'm not going to rock the boat. And I'm going to keep trying to make this program the best program I can make it be. I mean, there's some guys that stay places 40 years. There's some guys that play stases for two years. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, it, it, it just depends on how you're wired and what you want to do personally in your life, I think. So I guess that would kind of
1: beg the question of would you rather have someone like a, uh, a Frank Beamer or an R.C. Slocum, mm-hmm. right? Like Virginia Tech w- was nothing before... Uh, beamer really built mm-hmm. them up and and they had one or two really good teams but other than that they were just they were a bowl team right all the time um never had losing seasons but were never they really were consistent that's right. about it right
3: they were not great they never played for anything big but they were consistent
1: versus you have an rc who comes in there he's not there forever at a&m but has this dominant run right four straight conference championships mm-hmm. or whatever it was and they're they are like the team of the '90s at, at at that point in the SWC, and it doesn't last forever. But you've got those rings, Ward. You've got those banners, so right. it kind of puts you in that corner of of which one would you rather have? So you're telling me
3: he's gonna want to be a Frank Beamer? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, well, don't, yeah, I don't know we what he don't think, could but, be because that's a I hardwire thing. Yeah, but. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm saying
2: that he could be doing like. Uh, Napier did and just waiting for the for the best offer. That's what, that's per, what like I Kind thought. of that's the what perfect I perfect job. And maybe he is. Maybe. maybe that's what it is. Or to him, the perfect job. Uh, for a Texas well, it, guy, it You know, get it get better to be, than the,
3: th- the three or four he's gotten offered. Right. Some some things have to be the right fit, too, though, right? Yeah, like maybe. Baylor didn't offer. Maybe Baylor he looked at
2: recruiting to West Texas and was like, you know, I don't. And being serious. that, well, it that is mean, it's not, not easy. Well, I mean, that's
1: not
3: an easy place to
2: recruit. Sure. But, I mean, he's also
1: recruiting at UTSA. Yeah. And that's not I mean, an easy place either. Right. He knows it's not easy to recruit. It's kind of like the all thing when he was at Texas State. Oh, he didn't recruit out of high school. Of course he didn't, man. Nobody, Everyone right. before him tried, and it didn't work. So he, he had something. And so I don't think that that he kind of shudders at that at no, that, I agree. that
3: prospect. I agree. I I, I mean, I don't know. Houston I just, ain't I think the it's easiest one to recruit
1: for either, but for different reasons.
3: That's, that's true. Yeah. I think it's interesting to see how this plays out for him because I don't know that he stays at UTSA, but it just seems like to me he's in a comfort zone or he would have ventured out a little bit more, in my opinion. Now, we may wake up tomorrow and go, oh, he took that job? (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, I mean, we could be talking about tomorrow. It's... Jeff Traylor, new coach at Midway High School. You never know. You you don't. You absolutely don't. (laughs) Could be it. Coming up next, we'll talk Cowboys right here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Glenn Stretch-Smith will join us right after this.
6: Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas.
7: It's on to New York for the Bears and the Duke Blue Devils this Wednesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip off. 6pm tip off Wednesday.
6: Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears John Morris for Baylor Bear Basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey
8: folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for a record-setting November and make a JTC your number one full-service Chevrolet store. With all of our new inventory, it's starting to look a little like Christmas. At Jim Turner Chevrolet, we also have the largest selection of certified pre-owned and in need for more. So before you spend too much, give us the opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads.
4: Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel and Company New York. Each piece a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond.
5: Road trip. trip.
9: Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of .15% off your loan. Genco is extending its auto refi road trip to December 30th. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org. Member NCUA.
5: Genco.
13: meet you zero338 google amanda cunningham realtor with coldwell banker apex to find my website facebook and more
11: hey central texas next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation remember element waco hotel element waco hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort Uh, The rooms are big and spotless. Feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine, cocktails open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m. And then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 North Robinson Drive just off the famous Waco traffic circle it is the element Waco hotel and ask about our discounted rates for November and December
3: Section on the steels and wheels.
5: <laughs> Woo wee!
2: Be a DJ at a rock concert. You, you could you do that. Spin
3: them, man. Do you ever DJ in a nightclub?
2: No, I actually had a few job offers that were for pretty good money, but I just never wanted to be. A strip club DJ, that's what the offers. Well, for.
3: not the strip club. I didn't say the strip club. club. No, nightclub.
2: I did one night at a nightclub, and I I <laughs> Aaron, did not
3: like it. Aaron is the Jeff
1: trailer <laughs> of <laughs> DJs. That's He's exactly right. Like, no, I got right. my spot. So did you do? <laughs> good. So 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 you've done it like outside of the radio then? If you were getting offers, one night. And okay, I, so it's just that they heard you on the radio. They yeah, and off. it was okay.
2: through my sister. I didn't know if you were doing way weddings way back or in the day, but I did it one night. And I was like, yeah, it's it's. A lot different, and I don't like it. So, <laughs> I'm going to stick with just regular old terrestrial. Just
1: old radio. radio. Mm-hmm. You've done all right in radio, Aaron. I appreciate <laughs> that you that you stuck around.
3: <laughs> I DJ'd many a nights in clubs. Really? Yeah. Around yeah. here? Side job, not around here. Around okay. Lubba.
1: So, side job. Okay. So, college yeah. and starting out. Yeah, college, okay.
3: and then after that, when I was coaching. The off season, I would do some DJing clubs. A lot of fun. Yeah,
1: like country clubs, like both. Well, not country, but honky tonks. Yeah, honky tonks. All right.
3: Being able to hang out.
1: Did you have a special name to go with it? No. DJ Ward. Just just Ward. Ward. Come on.
3: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go past that. That could have been your career if you thought of a name. No, 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 it couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at at that time, I figured I'm going to be here anyway. So why not make some money in DJ? Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> For just
1: spinning some records?
3: I'll take that. And that was the that was a cool thing back then it was records. Yeah. It was not, you know. Got into CDs after a while, but it still was was records, had the two turntables, everything running. Those were the days. Those were the uh, days. Oh yeah. Speaking of the days, Cowboys lose to the Buffalo Bills. We're trying to get a hold of Glenn Stretch-Smith and talk to him a little bit about where the Cowboys are right now. But the loss last night for the Eagles on Monday Night Football, Cameron, what does that do to this Dallas Cowboys football team? And does that wipe away that ugly loss to the Bills at all, in your opinion? I don't know that it wipes
1: away the loss to the Bills. In fact, I think it puts it under more of a microscope. Man, these Cowboys, they're teasing us again, but mm-hmm. I'll pull a line from Dumb and Dumber, which I know is one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. So they call this show sometimes. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. There's a chance. There's a chance. And I mean, the door's open right now. Right. Cowboys are in first place right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, the door is open. You, I said it yesterday. It's a slight chance, but you need this to happen. And this happened. The Eagles lost. Uh, if, if this Tommy DeVito magic could keep going and Tommy's agent could call in some favors to a few of his friends, uh, maybe right. then a Giants win over the Eagles in one of these two matchups in the last couple of weeks puts the Cowboys firmly in the driver's seat. And that is, I just can't explain how important that is. I mean, obviously, Doug Cameron, of course you want to win the division, but when you see that that becomes a home game, but the way the Cowboys have have split this year and the way they looked on the road on on Sunday, can't get much bigger than that. Well, I don't think any team beats home home field more than the Cowboys.
3: I I, I agree hundred percent. The Cowboys have to be at home to give them more of a fighting chance. I guess yeah. is is the best way to put it because they've been absolutely pitiful on the road. I mean, this is uh, this is like
1: those 2000s Colts teams, Peyton Manning, Tony yeah. Dungy teams of wait till they get to Foxborough or even a Kansas City or a Pittsburgh, they're not going to win there. They're a turf team. They're they're a dome team. That's what the Cowboys are right now. They're a dome team. Which is wild for, you know, how suffocating their defense can be, but they are a dome team right now. No no better, no worse. And God forbid if they got to go up to Philadelphia in the playoffs. I mean, we'll... Even with what the Eagles looked like last night, that's that's just asking for it. Tampa, yeah, they can go on the road there and win. Sure, maybe It might, might not be as easy as it should be, but uh, San Francisco or Philadelphia, that game on the road, just no chance.
3: I think. No well, I, chance. I agree, hundred percent. I just I, I was wrong, and, and I I don't understand why there's such a distant difference between being at AT and T Stadium in being on the road because look if if you look up in the stands at any game I don't care where you're at whether it's in Philly whether it's in Buffalo whether it's in name it there's cowboy fans there yeah i mean really? and there's a lot of cowboy fans there yeah why is there such a disconnect being on the road and being at home and what makes
1: me wonder that too ward is this core has been together a few years now
5: Mm-hmm.
1: their quarterbacks a veteran their coach has been a head coach in the NFL for 15 years why their defensive coordinators a former head coach who went to the Super Bowl why can't they figure this out on the road you know for maybe they're not the best candidates in terms of the coaching and the quarterback or whatever but they are all veterans they have all been around the block a few times why can't they figure this out and like you said it's it's a dramatic dip right like it's not Every team is going to play better at home, right? Mm-hmm. All the great teams are going to play better at home, sure. Uh, but right now, they can't go on the road and win. Like, is there any building in the league right now that you say, oh, they can go there, win?
3: Carolina? Sure. <laughs> well, gonna be maybe because there's the so, draft. Like, there's going to be three people in the stands.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, you go farther down that, that draft order, fourth, I think, is the Cardinals? You lost there too. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's something gets in their head. I don't know because it's clearly not the quality of team. You know, they go to San Francisco and lose, but they also go to Arizona and lose. So it, it's it's some mental thing here that they can't figure it out. And like we talked about yesterday, it's not going to get any easier, not just because the competition's getting better, but the way you need to win games in the next month, month and a half is not conducive to what the Cowboys are, are built for,
12: unfortunately.
3: And I don't, I don't get that. I really don't uh, yeah. understand that. I don't. Because if you're a good football team, it doesn't – it shouldn't matter where you line up on the grass. Yeah. It shouldn't. But it just seems like it does to the Dallas Cowboys. Sure does.
1: And and back to the McCarthy point, too, of like, this is a guy who, again, I said has done less with more than anyone in my lifetime as a coach. But He did win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they won four road games in that one war. Well, three of them before playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, but they go to Atlanta. They went to Chicago and won. Like this guy should know how to do this, and still, not only do they not do it, but I mean, one of the 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 biggest losers, so to speak, of Sunday's loss was the head coach. Absolutely. Like like that's one of the one of the ones you're looking at right there. It's not just you know one guy had a bad day or you missed four or five field goals like. That was not a good game plan, and the team wasn't ready. And that, to me, is on the coach.
3: We'll take the break. When we come back, Glenn Stretch-Smith will join us, and we'll talk to this, uh, more about this Cowboy conversation. That's coming up next here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Recently- show. Jim Haller, our guest. Well, first of all,
10: it's hard to believe that I never coached a game in there and it's been open 36 years. <laughs> That's right.
13: <laughs> but I tell you, I've enjoyed that arena. It's brought a lot of great memories to Baylor fans and as great as it's been, I am so excited about what the Foster Pavilion means for the future of both of these programs. Tune
0: in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas.
8: At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different.
0: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
12: Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254 1648 or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own.
3: And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Worldwide, Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton along with you. Join us now, Glenn Stretch-Smith. Talk a little Cowboys. And, Glenn, we were talking about the Cowboys. And after the Eagles lost last night, does that take some of the sting out of the Cowboys' loss in Buffalo, even how embarrassing it was? No. No.
13: No, no, it doesn't. I, I, and, I and I say that because – you know, I championed this football team being a different football team. I championed this team being different because I saw a starting cornerback and, and a pro bowler and Diggs go out. I saw Bland step in and start to play immediately at a very high level. I saw Vander go out, and I saw Bill come in and play at a very high level. I saw Hankins go out, and I saw Mozzie Smith. I saw – uh, Neville Gallimore, stepped in, play at a very high level. I saw uh, Martin go out. And I saw Bass step in, play at a very high level. I say at a high level because I saw a team that, to me, looked like it was different, look at like it did, show that they had depth, show mm-hmm. that they were having an ability to do the things that you have to do in a 17-game NFL season, which is overcome when you have attrition. Attrition is going to happen. It's how you overcome and to go to Buffalo, and it's a tough place to go. I, I've been there and been there when I coached for the Cowboys. And you go in there, and it, it is a tough place. It's a gray town. It's, a, it's an old stadium. But there has to be something that burns from within your football team. You have to have a certain amount of leadership. Whether when I was here, it was the Darren Woodson. Whether it was Michael Irvin. We had guys who would challenge other guys in those tough situations And right now, I don't see a football team in the Dallas Cowboys that has that. And I went from literally saying that I felt like, boy, this team has got what it takes to question. And if I even know right now if a football has air feathers in it, I (laughs) I don't know when I talk about the Cowboys because it is a very frustrating, very, uh, you you know, one of those situations where you want to point to something and say, boy, you know, what happened here? Okay, well, we weren't ready to play. Well, we weren't. You know, we got it. We went in. Okay, Lawrence, you know, hits the quarterback. Is it a questionable call when you got a quarterback that runs? Yes, it is. Okay, Sam Williams, we've been taught since the seventh grade, don't jump when you're going to block a punt. Just take the ball off his foot. And when you saw those kind of things happen and, and a quarterback who everybody was said, well, this guy is in the talk of an MVP conversation, and he's got a wide-open Cooks going through the middle of the field and he overthrows him by eight yards. Is he the MVP? And I'm going to say no, he's not, because he's had every opportunity to stamp a signature win and hadn't done it. And So when you combine those things, the football team that wasn't ready to come in and play, a quarterback that needs a stamp signature win and a lack of leadership on the football team to go in and be able to overcome adversity – I don't give a crap whether the Eagles won by 50 or lost by 50, because right now, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they are not ready to take that next step. They got three games left here and a playoff game, and and, and they'll have every opportunity to show me something different. You asked me a question, I gave you a long answer on the 21st of December, the 20th of (laughs) December, that maybe you weren't really bargaining for.
1: Well, Stretch, I I agree with a lot of your points in there about the the leadership. You know, we're wondering why – you know, with this core that's been together and a, a coach who's been in the league, a head coach for 15 years now, a defensive coordinator who was a head coach in a Super Bowl, uh, you know, a, Dak's been there for a while and, and you've got a couple of veterans that you brought in and Cooks and Gilmore who went to a Super Bowl. Why is there not that leadership aspect of this team? Is, is that frustrating to see from afar that like, why can't, why do these guys still crumble when the moment gets big?
13: Well, it is. I mean, we can sit here and cut it a lot of different ways. And, you know, I can tell you if we're sitting at a roulette wheel, hey, play red 24, play black this, play that. I don't have an answer. I really don't know why this team went in there and really, I'm going to say laid an egg. And you can say, well, they did it against San Francisco. Well, San Francisco is a much better team than Buffalo is. Mm-hmm. And Dallas is playing better football now. But they were playing better football now than they were when they went into Buffalo. I, I, I did not expect that. I did not expect this team to go in there and play like that. And we can point and say, "Well, you know, they're playing two safeties at linebacker." Yeah, they are. Bell's a safety. He's he's not Vandersh. He he can't come set the edge. Okay, Hooker went out, so Curse had to come in and play. And okay, Curse is the other linebacker trying to stop the run. Should he have wrong-shouldered the, the toss, the outside zone and come up and set the edge? Absolutely, he should have. But you know what? We're talking about things that ward wide tonight and get a couple of damn stepovers and a couple of dummies, and we can get some high school kids come <laughs> blowing up in there and set the edge for us with a couple of practices. So I, 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 I'm not sure that I can answer your question as to why, and I'm sure that's what they're asking over there right now. My, my initial response would be, you know what? Maybe maybe uh, put Tabasco on every meal at the star this week because they need to come out with a different fire than they did uh, Sunday in Buffalo.
3: Glenn Stretch-Smith with us here in the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. said, And Stretch, when you look at what this Cowboy team has done, you've mentioned Vander Esch a couple of times. Isn't that a bigger hole on this defense than everybody expected because of the fact that that he was your quarterback on defense, he made the calls on defense, he got guys lined it up on defense, and it's just not the same since he's been out of the game.
13: Well, and and and, and yes, if if you're talking about Ward, if you're talking about playing the run, yes. But I could flip the coin and say, you know what, playing the pass? How did uh, <coughs> you know? How did Bell do playing Noah Font? Mm-hmm. How did he uh, when they played Seattle? How did he do playing a uh, Goddard who would come back and play playing tight end? So you want. That you want that 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 hybrid guy to line up if you're throwing the ball, guess what? If you're going to get a team that's going to come out and bloody your nose and hit you in the mouth with a run, you better you better get some guys with a little more lead in their rear end. And right now, I think the blueprint is out there. Don't be surprised. You know they're going to go. They're going to go play McDaniel, the the coach at uh, <clears throat> at um, Miami, who was the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator at San Francisco. If you don't think for one second he's not going to come out and take Raheem Mozart come in two tight ends and say we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna come off the ball and punch you right in the snot box and see how you do you get ready get ready sunday afternoon because that's exactly or saturday whenever they play them because that's exactly what's going to happen
1: and, and how much does that kind of damn this team going forward you know we're looking at what the playoff matchups could be even though it, it looks like it could be an easy one in the first round is that what's going to keep this team from making the nfc championship game yet again is that they're they just aren't built for this kind of playoff atmosphere with, with the way they stopped the run on Sunday?
13: Well, I, I, I mean, I think that's one thing you can point at when we start. We, we put it out there as a piece of pie. That's one thing we can think of. That piece of pie right there absolutely would be a problem for them to say, you know what, they don't have enough lead to come up and be physical and stop the run. But I'll also tell you that I think that some of that is coaching. I think some of it is attitude. I think some of it is, is – uh, you know, is part of how you consider what you're going to do to get downhill to go stop that run. How are you going to How are you going to play? How, 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 I, I mean, it's like anything else. You guys, you guys probably put on a better a better radio show during your time frame if your shiver getter's pretty good. Dallas' shiva getter wasn't very good Sunday, and that's that, that's where it is. That's that's life, and that's what we're talking about here. I do. I think they can correct it. Yes, they can correct it. Do I think they will correct it? Dan Quinn has showed us all year. And since he's been the Dow Boys, a Cowboys defensive coordinator that he can correct it. So, hopefully, you're a Cowboys fan. You want to get it corrected. Am, am, am I going to go uh, get on the next flight here to Vegas and, and, and dump my pockets out and, and, and empty it betting on the Cowboys? Hell no.
3: Glenn Stretch Smith with us here on the Press Box. And, and Glenn, I've been pounding the table since the offseason of Tony Pollard is not the guy. We don't know where Tony Pollard is. Is coming off that injury. Tell me I'm wrong because I still haven't seen it.
13: Oh, I don't think you're wrong. I, th- I think that uh, I-, I think you're a smart enough football guy to understand that. I-, I don't care if you have Jim Brown. If they load the box and want to stop you from running the football, they'll load the box and stop you from running the football. Mm-hmm. Is Tony Pollard a 25? carry a game running back? No, he's not. But if they're going to do what Buffalo did, which was after you beat them on that one deep shot, if they're going to stand back and say, we'll play cover two and we're going to play coverage Mm -hmm. and you don't run the football at them, you're wrong. Can Tony Pollard run the football? Absolutely he can. But if you think he's a 25 carry a game back like Zeke Elliott, he is not. You've got to be able to put, Dowdle in there and kind of one-two punch it, and and quite frankly, I think that uh, that's something that Dallas is going to have to do is get in some two tight end situations because they have done a great job. They let uh, Schultz get out of here in free agency. They did a great job and made a good call in allowing Ferguson and Soonmaker to be those guys. But right now, I think the bottom line word is we can point to Vander Esch being out and 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 lacking you know, a real lead in your rear end ability to go stop the run. We can talk about Pollard and is he really got what it takes to hit it between the tackles. The bottom line is when you get in these games, when it's 40 degrees and raining, <laughs> you're not throwing it all over the yard. Right. It's, it, it becomes you knock them off the ball or they knock you off the ball. There's not any new football reinvented out there. There There isn't anything, it, 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 not anything, Guru type plays, or they're not coming out of that game when it's 40 and raining and calling you some offensive savant. Because the bottom line is, if they're going to tackle, you better figure out a way to block them.
1: And, Stretch, looking at another individual player here, I know it's weird to kind of laud someone on the defense after the performance the team had on Sunday, but going into that Buffalo game, the last few weeks, we had seen a little bit of vintage stefan Gilmore out there, a guy they basically got off the scrap heap. Uh, earlier in the year. And how how big was that for this Cowboys defense and the run that they were on going up until Sunday and the potential to turn things around defensively? How big a part of that has been Stephon Gilmore kind of returning to form here?
13: Yeah, I mean, he's another coach on the field, right? He's a very smart guy. Been coached by Bill Belichick, understands leverage, understands, hey, when we blitz, there will be some sort of shallow route coming from somewhere for the ball to come out. He knows how to play with leverage. He understands and reads and recognizes route combinations. He's kind of another coach on the field. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to give him a lot of credit for the season that uh, Bland has had, just like I'm going to give Al Harris, the, the, the defensive back coach, a lot of credit because those two guys have really coached up the younger guys being Jordan Lewis and uh, Deron Bland. And, Gilmore can still play. I mean, he's still savvy enough to play the game, and 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 he's what you want. So I I, I like the addition of him, and I like what them they've been able to do defensively with him, and allowing him. We don't want to put him in man coverage a bunch of times, like they did against Seattle when Smith and Jigba ran by him. But guess what? Smith and Jigba ran by the guy last night, and they won the game. I mean. They, they pay the other guy on the ball, too. He's on scholarship. So I, I, I like a guy that is savvy. And when you have one of those guys in the secondary, that is something I can I can kind of, you know, hang my hat on and knowing we're going to be okay if we get in a situation where we've got to play coverage or we need to blitz and know he's going to understand, read, and recognize, hey, the shallow's coming from somewhere. I'm going to be able to step up and make the play. And you saw him do that against the Eagles because he – he basically went man for man with Brown and Smith and, 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 you know, was able to really have the kind of game that he used to have when he was a new England Patriot. So I do believe he can still play. And I think that's something that Cowboys fans got to look forward to is the ability to say, we got to get back to where we're run fits are sound and solid. And then when they do go to throw the football, we know we got a couple of ball Hawks back here in bland and, gilmore who can you know who can make those plays
3: stretch is mike mccarthy the right guy for this job
13: <laughs> why, are you, why are you asking me questions today ward like i'm headed to vegas <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I, do, do i think yeah i, I mean i think he's done i think he's done a i think he's done, an, I think he's done a good job with back i think he's you know he's done an okay job installing the west coast offense uh do i think they run the ball very good no do i think they have a good offensive line yes do i think he's done a nice job being mike mccarthy of managing uh, dan quinn and understanding defensively what to do do i like the fact that he allowed bones fossil to kind of go rogue and throw a, a block situation in a critical time when they rough the kicker no is he the right guy for the job i Will you give me about six weeks and let's revisit I'll get on with you and answer you then?
3: Is Dak Prescott in the MVP conversation still in your mind?
13: No, no, no. I think he. I think he. I, I mean, I, I think he played well enough in five or six games uh, that you know really didn't matter. I think he played in two or three games that did matter where he played well, but. No, I think when you when you're when you're in position that the Cowboys were in Sunday, and you go play the way you did Sunday, I, I'm I'm going to move on and I'm going to make an argument for four or five other guys, and I'll start with Brock Purdy, and we'll, we'll we'll go down the list from there. But no, I do not believe that Dak Prescott is in the conversation for being the MVP this year.
3: Glenn Stetsch with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. So, what happens coming this weekend as they take on the Dolphins?
12: Yeah, I think,
13: you know, go, go again, go clean this, go clean this run fit situation up. Go play a little more physical on that side of the football. It's not going to be 40 and raining in, 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 in South Beach. So, you know, go handle your business and go show that you're the team that has an opportunity to still, albeit slim, to still win the NFC East and play with that sense of urgency. And if they do that, I mean, you know, I I, I think they'll be fine. Then they come home, play Detroit here. They're going to, you know, put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor and everybody in Dallas will be all shot in the rear end. And then they finish at Washington. And I think they can, you know, I think they can finish strong. Are they They're chasing Philadelphia who, uh, you know, I think they're going to have a hard time catching because of the schedule being Twice with the Giants, and I believe one with Washington. They'll have a hard time catching them. But <clears throat> the the point is, you got to get to playing better football, or you're going to be, in, you or you're going to you're going to line up playing that first playoff game either at Tampa or at New Orleans, and, and you'll win that, and and then have to go to San Francisco, and you you you'll get you know you you'll get your nose beat in. So uh, hopefully they can, like I said, I you know. I'd, I'd be putting Tabasco Ward on every meal over the the
3: right now. <laughs> Glenn, I have to ask you, too, with Jimmy Johnson going in the Ring of Honor, you were very close to that coaching staff. You were on the coaching staff. You've been around the Cowboys forever. Did that finally lift the curse? Are we finally going to get to the other side of the 25, 30-year curse that we've had because Jimmy Johnson was not in the Ring of Honor, and now Jerry's finally caved and put him in?
13: Well, you know, I, of course, now I work for Barry Switzer, and I and I recruited against Jimmy when he was at Oklahoma State, and I've got a lot of respect for Coach Johnson and 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 what he did. Do I think it removes the curse? I, I don't know that. I think that it does. <laughs> I think that it does show that when when we get old, we we tend to mellow in our ways, and I think you know Jerry and Jimmy realized, hey, we need to put this particular ego situation behind us and good for jimmy for doing what he did and i'll say this forever good for jerry for saying you know what it's time to put him in and 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 to answer your question hopefully that does you know that does breathe some uh sigh of championship relief into this organization
1: It might not end the curse, but it might soften Jerry up a little bit (laughs) enough, Ward. I think that's what he's saying there. That's it. That's it, guys.
3: Glenn Stretch Smith with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Stretch, certainly appreciate your time, as always, and your insight. Nothing better uh, getting information on the Cowboys than uh, spending some time with you, and we certainly do appreciate it.
13: Hey, guys, have a blessed day, and Merry Christmas to you, fellas. Merry Merry Christmas, Stretch. Tear Tear them down there in Central Texas. I love them all. I miss it. Thank,
3: thank you so much. There he goes, Glenn Stretch Smith with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And you know, he's he's been there, done that, he's been on the sidelines, he he knows the ins and outs of what it takes, and it's just a pleasure to be able to talk to him.
1: He is truly he is one of the best because he does something that is so tough to do, and that is explain football mm-hmm. at a high level in layman's terms. He could right. be a great broad like a full like color broadcaster. Right. He does I don't know a if he ever give it a shot, but I mean, talk about a guy who's been in the foxholes, man. He's been there. this team and in the NFL. And uh, he's able to uh, keep it straight with everyone and also dumb it down enough for everyone. So, he's one of the best.
3: He does enjoy talking to him each and every time. Cowboys coming up this weekend, uh, taking on the Miami Dolphins, a 325 kick. And right now, I mean, do you have – any faith on the Cowboys being on the road taking on the Dolphins that we just talked to <laughs> Glenn about? I mean, I don't. I don't either. No, no. I wish
1: I could disagree with you, but I don't. I don't. Um, and I talked about this last week of, you know, the, the there was much made of the weather. Oh, you got to go up to Buffalo in December, what that's going to be like, and it ends up being not that bad. I mean, there's rain, just rain, but it it wasn't terribly cold. It wasn't snow. It was wasn't in the wind, 40s, and so like okay, if we're going to focus that much on how this is going to affect the Cowboys game, well, it's also not easy to go down to South Florida
5: mm-hmm. in the
1: middle of or Christmas weekend where it's going to be hot and humid and muggy and gross, and we've seen teams wilt under that for years, no matter how good the Dolphins are. And by the way, the Dolphins are very good. <laughs> they are. Very good. And like Stretch talked about in the middle of that interview of, well, the, the playbook's out on the Cowboys, you know, they're not going to be able to fix too much here in the third week in December. So the playbook's out. You just saw what Buffalo did against them. Miami's a much better team and a much better offense and a more versatile offense mm-hmm. than what Buffalo has. And so I, I think, and I really do love Dan Quinn as a DC, but I think he's going to get his money's worth this week. I think he's going to get a ton of fits from Mike McDaniel.
3: I think it's going to be very difficult for the Cowboys just because of the fact that they're not very good on the road. Yeah, and that's that's the tough part. <laughs> I, it's for some, and I don't, I don't necessarily understand how it could be so different on the road than it is at home because they're dominating at AT and T Stadium, dominating. Now, look, it's not against great teams, I'll, sure. I'll give you that, but they don't make mistakes that hurt them at home, right? And on the road. They do make mistakes that hurt them.
1: And I don't want to keep circling this one, but they did lose to Arizona on the road. They did. They struggled with the Chargers on the road. Like, it it hasn't all been – like, they've faced some bad teams on the road they haven't done that well against. That same token, they played well against the Eagles, but still lost on the road. I don't know, man. Maybe bring their bedspreads with them or something. (laughs) I don't
2: know. (laughs) They're on toilet paper, maybe. Pro team can't win at home. The Local college (laughs) – Pro Team can't win on the road, the local college team can't win at home. Yeah, it's been a messy year.
3: Messy year. It's just strange. It is absolutely strange to me. I don't I don't get it. But there is some good matchups coming up on Sunday, Christmas Eve, and of course we got Thursday night football, Saints and Rams. Yuck. Yeah, yeah baby.
1: I'm looking am, at Patriots Broncos on Christmas Eve. I am, yeah. I
3: am so over <laughs> Thursday night football.
12: It's Am I wrong? Uh,
1: no, I mean, no. No. That's not that's not one of your old man takes, Ward. I'm, I'm i with you there. I I just I,
3: the matchups have been
1: awful. And
3: it will never end though. That's the thing.
5: It's 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 people will
1: watch it because it's on TV. I guess. The well, NFL it's on, is impenetrable. It's on
3: Prime now.
1: Yeah, it's, oh, that's true. That's true. That's so the, does that change and, things a and little And you bit. know who hates Thursday night football the worst? Mm mm. Al Michaels.
3: Well yeah, because Boy. This he's is been,
1: sad to see. He's been...
3: What happened?
1: <laughs> he's the probably... And when it's all said and done, I think he's the best to ever do it at play-by-play. At a national level, he's the best. But there is no one less interested in the Thursday night football game than the Thursday night play-by-play guy. He, I think he, he hates Herb Street. I don't know why, but he just... It's, it's you can an tell. awful broadcast. It just would rather be anywhere else.
3: It's just so bad, and he's so good at what he does, but yeah. it's not... He's just not the same in the booth on Thursday night football. And now he's been removed from all playoffs. It's like seeing Emmett Smith with the Cardinals or something, you know, like. Which was bad. Or just these guys
1: limping around. My dad always uses the example of Willie Mays in the 73 World Series when they had to stick him out in center field for the Mets. And it was just (laughs) sad to watch. He's like 40 (laughs) years old, 41 years old. That's what it's like watching Al Michaels do Thursday night football now. It's sad, man. He's. He's the best. And he was like, it was like two years ago. He was still doing Sunday night. He was just fine. Right. And now it's just, I, it's, I don't think he even wants to be there. I,
3: I, I, I can not disagree with you. I don't think what he wants to be What was that game again? There. The Saints and who? Saints and Rams. Oh, Yuck. boy. Ugly. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's the not going to be excited Pass interference,
1: revenge game.
3: Yeah, he's not going to be excited <laughs> for that at all. Oh. All right, coming up next, John Morris. He'll uh, take you through the two o'clock hour, followed by Matt Mosley. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll do it again tomorrow here in the press box for Cam and Aaron. I'm Ward. Until next time. So long, everybody.
6: Nikki Collin
3: and the Bears.